Voices are exotic dancers enter one by one. Make love to all of your orifices in your seduction. Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. Uh, today we're going to finish up our interviews of Flat Earth Convention folks. Uh, and this interview uh, is conducted between myself, Chauncey, and uh, maybe five or six different fellas that were kind of sitting outside of the conference um, just chatting. We asked if we could join them and they said that we could. We asked that we could, you know, talk to them about what they've learned and everything. And uh, they they were nice enough to talk with us for about an hour. So um, it's a little haphazard, you know, there's five or six people. And, and it's not like a formal thing. They're just sort of jumping in whenever they can. Some of them don't talk very loud. Some of them are a little overwhelming. Uh, so for the audio quality, again, I apologize a little bit, but this was on site. You know, this was this was with my audio recorder and I didn't have the benefit of a studio. So uh, I hope you enjoy these interviews. After the interviews, I'm going to deconstruct a little bit of what they're saying to sort of give you my analysis, but I'm going to keep it pretty brief because this is a longer episode. One thing though to keep in mind, and I'm listening to the audio right now is you can hear that the fundamentalist Christian agenda is working. One of the first people we talked to in this in the interview you're about to hear says that he never did believe uh, in God, or at least he claims he never did, and then says, but after coming here, you know, I have to really think about it now because of Rob Skiba, you know, and he quote unquote says, you know, teaches the science of the Bible, right? And right before he talks about this, right before he says, you know, I was I, I was never a religious person, but now I have to reconsider. Uh, he gets done. He he finishes up saying how he tried to debunk this when he first heard about flat Earth. He thought it was stupid. He thought it was you know insane that it was just a bunch of trailer park you know tin foil hat fellas. And and th- here he is three years later having done the research and he can't debunk flat Earth. That's the level of just full on ignorance that you're dealing with with uh, with folks like this now this guy points out he's like I'm not stupid and he's not he, he doesn't seem like a stupid fella but clearly he's unable to think he's not a good thinker <laughs> if you spend three years researching and you can't figure out what shape the earth is or you think that there's still validity to flat earth I'm not gonna say you're dumb because not everybody is so obviously like Forrest Gump dumb like this guy's probably smart in a few different ways right he probably has talents in in a few different areas of his life. But researching facts and understanding science is not one of them. He's a terrible thinker in this regard. If he's still thinking flat earth is possible after three years of, it, of research, this isn't an IQ issue. Really smart people can be really dumb in certain ways. And this is a perfect, these interviews are really the springboard of why I decided to do, you know, the How to Think series that I spoke about earlier episodes. We need to get smart quick as a people and we need to get on the same page. We need to stop having conventions where we decide, you know, try to figure out the shape of the earth. We already know what it is and we can prove what it is and people need to get on board so we can get to the hard problems, the problems that we're facing today, the ones that, you know, everybody's crying about because there isn't going to be a future for a lot of people if we keep going the way we're going. Now, I'm not just talking about climate change. 
change, but politically, look at where things are headed here in Europe and elsewhere. There's only so much time that we can dilly-dally, that we have the luxury of discussing whether or not the Earth is flat. It's not going to be much longer, and we're going to run out of time. So that's just kind of the message I wanted to send to you before we listen. So let's listen in. This is day two of the Flat Earth Conference. See people like, where are you from? And you know, what are you here to do? And what do you want to get from it? And I figure now, today, it's a whole day later. You've been to some, you know, whatever seminars and and discussions and lectures and debates. I think there was a debate yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, or, or some kind of some kind of, more some of kind of back and forth. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. Really can't have a debate, debate when debate. you're watching a computer. Yeah, they were doing it on <laughs> oh, the screen. They, they weren't you know, face to face. Yeah, be better. And they kind of believe the same thing. There's just some differences. But I guess the thing is that the one, the scientist, he's accredited. You know, where Rob says, he goes, I don't have degrees and stuff. I'm just a person that is researching. And he's intelligent. He's not coming out with false information. I didn't see it. I didn't watch oh, it. Didn't I didn't go it. down. I didn't go okay. down. I was They'll too, release it on YouTube. Tired. To yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. I'll watch it then when it goes on YouTube. It's been good. I mean, I went to it last year. I've been listening to this stuff for three years, looking into it. Met these guys, met other people. And once once we met them in person, you know, it became a different thing. Now these are real people that are just like you, just trying to find truth, trying to find out, you know, what's really going on. And to me, this sucks you in because we all looked at it as, like, that is bullshit. I'm going to debunk this stupidness. These people are out of their minds. And three years later, I can't debunk it. There's There's... Too much, too much compelling information, questions, you know. And then when you look to mainstream science for the answer, you don't get an answer; you get an insult. This is gravity, and he drops the mic. What the? What is that? Tell me what I did wrong. Tell me where I didn't carry the two, and why I'm not understanding what's going on. Instead of insulting me, I'm not stupid, you know. I mean, and a lot of guys. The lady that just left here was a doctor, a psychiatrist. She's like, I, I can't dismiss this stuff, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it's very, very overwhelming. I think that way that it's not just you know it isn't a trailer park tinfoil hat wearing type people. These are intelligent people down there. It's crazy, crazy, and and also I think about like if it is because that, that one question everybody asks. Well, what does it matter? I still got to go to work. To me, it's huge because I'm not religious at all. Never believed in any of that stuff. And, I mean, I've always had an inkling that we were made, you know, we're too complex. I think our bodies, you know, I'm an EMT, my mom's a nurse, my brother's a paramedic, you know, and the body's just too complex to be random, to me anyway. So I've always had that feeling something, you know, I never equated it to, you know, God, the, you know, white man sitting in a chair with a white beard or or Buddha, you know, like me, a big fat guy, whatever, but (laughs) I, I don't, I never did that but now after talking to all these people I have to be a little bit more open minded and ask the questions and I'm not like I that's why I love Rob Skiba he goes through the Bible and he turns it into the science of the Bible not the religion of the Bible and that's what I like because there's some crazy stuff they come up with you know and it makes sense it's difficult have you, have you guys looked at it at all? Have you not in depth? Any, I've any? looked at a sort of high level bit. Gotcha. Dug in the number. I, I think the number one stickler for me is the curvature formula of eight inches per mile squared. 
that should absolutely be visible. And people say, oh, no, it's too big and you can't see this and you have to go 130,000 feet to see it. Or no, you could see it from 35,000 feet in your plane. Make up your mind, science, which is it? And then when you actually think about that amount should be visible when you're looking like if you're at the shore. Like if I go to his house, he's in Flagler Beach in Florida. I can see Daytona. I could see other hotels up, up the way. You know, that's 40 miles, 50 miles I'm seeing in width this way. You should be able to see a visible hump. I mean, maybe not, you know, drastic like when they show the uh, the Red Bull jump. You ever see that? Uh, Felix Baumgartner, the Red Bull guy. All the outside footage is a GoPro camera. And people say, no, no, that's curvature of the earth. Look at it. He doesn't... He didn't do the jump over planet New Mexico because when you look at the outside footage, the curvature, one, it's very pronounced, but the only landmass below him is New Mexico. It should be the whole United States if you see that much curve. And then from the inside camera, looking out as he's about to jump because they don't have a GoPro on the inside, you see the horizon is perfectly flat. So it's things like that that frustrate me because they put it out there in our face and I don't know why they can't just be straightforward and say, hey, you know, this is what it is. I think, I don't know if I went all over the place. I just get, no, no, I, but I, th- I think that it is big. I think it does matter. I think it changes everything. That if we're not on a ball spinning through infinite space, we're in here. That means we're all in here together, first of all. So we should cut the shit and stop being stupid about, oh, well, you're brown, I'm white, or, or you got better property than me. That, that shit needs to go away. We're all Neo. Yeah, man. We've touched... And we're following the white rabbit. <laughs> oh, shit. That's it. We all woke up. Movie, Neil wakes up. No, you didn't make it weird. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's true, though. Yeah, white rabbit. <laughs> I think it makes a huge difference. I'm sorry. Do you, sorry, do you feel like your, your sort of motivation is more that you feel like the evidence is just overwhelmingly compelling that the Earth is flat? Or do you feel like it's more that you have just doubts about the sort of status quo? No, at this point, I am more, it is flat. I'm, at this point, I'm closer to it's flat, and I just want people to know. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to be like a messiah and be out there. I just want the people I know to know what's going on and if, and have them look at it themselves. Like my son, I tell him all the time, I'm just dead. That doesn't mean I'm 100% correct. You need to research yourself. Yeah. And I get frustrated with schools where they teach my son that they act, they think they know what's at the core of this planet. How? The deepest we've ever drilled is 8 miles, 12 kilometers, a Russian, at least publicly, a Russian mining company. That is the deepest they have, can get. That's less than 1% of the distance to the center of the earth. How the hell do you know what's down there? And then they talk about magnetism and they say that... You know, the toroidal field and uh, magnetism around the planet is created by the core, but simple science. And, and, it, and I know people say, oh, you saw it on YouTube. Well, there's truth on YouTube because I can, if I'm going to do valve lash on an engine, I can look it up on YouTube and the correct information there. So it's not all BS. But they found, or they show, and it was just, like I said, it wasn't a flat earth thing. When steel is molten, it loses its magnetic properties. So that core theory doesn't work for that either. And you teach my son that this is fact. What if he was the kid that was going to figure it out? What if it was the kid sitting next to him that was going to figure it out? But now they'll never look at it because they were told, fact, this is it, facts. Mm-hmm. You know, and just so, much, so many things like that. Like, how do, 
how do they look at a planet or a star or we'll say a planet and tell what the core is they, they went and drilled into Saturn they went and drilled into uh, Uranus they no how do they know this stuff and they teach it to us as facts I hate that they won't admit that it's a guess like even my friend says he goes well it's an educated guess I said hey, you're right you're right but nonetheless no matter what word you put in front of it it's still a guess okay you might be right but it's still a guess don't teach it to my son or tell me that it's factual that's I think that's probably my biggest motivation is him I want him to know and and I look at it as I feel I'm old I'm not going to change the world or it's not going to change in my lifetime but at least he could live a better life if he knows what's going on around him you know it's crazy what's up it's Chris I'm sorry we're in Colorado. That's cool. Puff, puff flat. As I just said um, before, I'm going to move to America. I live in New York. So, <laughs> this feels like America. Oh, America. yeah. I feel like I mean, this smoke weed. You could have guns. Denver, I feel like it's one of the great American cities of all of all American history. Like that, this. <laughs> Dude, I could live here for sure. Absolutely. So it seems like there's sort of a community that's built up around this. Has that that been important to you guys? Like having other folks that you can talk to? Like-minded people. Because you can't really talk to a a closed-minded person. You talk to a closed-minded person, all you get is rejection and ridicule. So what's what's this? There's no sense in screwing up your day when you're trying to talk to a, like, uh, you know, person that's like that's like mine yeah it's so. basically like telling somebody you're adopted you know they don't want to believe it you know? yeah. and they get you know see and that's it hurts at first you know my son is adopted and he absolutely knows i was never gonna lie to him well you were honest with him from the beginning he calls me his big i'm his big brown gorilla yeah you, you know? tell somebody when and they're 20 years old that hey black kid you know oh, i'm sorry hazel eyes sorry cop <laughs> hazel eyes and hey. yeah i told him from the beginning so it's not because I was so afraid that when he grew up, if he found out, he would hate me for not telling him. So I told him. And he's like, okay, whatever. He's like, whatever, you're my parents, you're my dad, whatever. I don't care. I think if we were like that. And somebody said it yesterday that I think it was Karen, right, was saying that a lot of people went through school like feeling like this isn't right, something's wrong about this, what, do, what, do I, what am I doing? They hate it. They hate it. I know I hated school. <laughs> I, had to, uh, I don't mean to be offensive. Tell the story. So I, I like to say, hear it. Well, I don't mean to be offensive, but we called it the retard room, <laughs> and because I, they said, "Oh, well, you have a really super high IQ. Why are you doing shitty in school?" I said, "Because it sucks, and I hate you guys. You know, you you're telling me what to do, and you're not even teaching me stuff I need to learn. You know, I, 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 I actually I liked home ec better. It was nice that I learned how to s- fix a a whole." So on a button, cook a dinner. You know, I thought that was more useful. That was because so they were fifteen girls and one boy. Yeah. No, that was typing. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. That was the typing. Bro. Yeah, we actually had, no, not computers, actual typewriters. No, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. But that was cool because it was all girls and they always, they were like, oh, we'll do your work for you. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, crazy. It's I I just don't like lies. Tell the truth. So what's been the, the most compelling evidence for you that the Earth is flat? And, and do you all sort of have the same views on, on the nature of the flat Earth? No, I mean, everybody's a little different here and there. Yeah. You know, you go with what feels right to you based on the evidence that you come across, you know? 
That's what, that's what it's all about. People have opposing views on this and that, but we all agree that we don't live on a spinning water ball, you know, flying through space at infinite speeds. It's like a balance. It's, it's like there's historical evidence and there's evidence that's present. Empirical? So, so you, like have what to, we could you, see. you have to balance, you know, you have to go back sometimes. Yeah, the people, the people that were here before, they might know what this place that we were standing on is more, more than us, you know. People closest to the, the actual event or whatever happened, they might have more wisdom about it. That's why we go to our elders for certain advice on things. Yeah. Can't, can't just wake up and say, okay, I'm a flat earther because, uh, yeah, hey, my buddy's flat earther. No, that's, nah. that's you're going to reject it at that's first, then you're going to try to debunk it, and then when you start realizing, wait, this doesn't make sense. Oh, why can't I debunk this? Why can't I debunk this? Yeah, that's you know. sucking right in. <laughs> Absolutely. He's not he's a hundred percent right. I would say ninety nine percent of us came at this as this is absolutely crazy crap. I'll show you how where you made your mistake. And like I said, three years later we're all like, All right, let's go to the conference. <laughs> what was like crazy. the hardest thing to debunk? Like uh, like what was the most compelling evidence for the other side of you? You know, the spherical earth that, that you came It was the curvature like, formula. That's what I've been stuck on. That and the fact that no, the, I mean like like what what evidence for spherical Earth have you wrestled with the most? Where you're like, wow, that's oh the best that's, evidence that's a rough that we one. might be on a spinning oh, ball. Yeah, yeah. Like what what was the uh, piece of evidence about uh, you know, like spherical the, Earth? The that sunset you were like, was one that stopped me for a that's while. That's a rough one. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be round because water bends, or it's got to be round. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of that. What that thing you're saying is, I think probably the mo- they, they become more difficult to answer. The phenomena that we're looking at and the way it's being perceived. So, for me, like gravity is a is a pretty tough one to crack because you kind of have to have your own theory of what gravity is because their gravity theory is what prescribes their whole heliocentric orbits. Like all of that can't exist without their model of gravity. So, it, you you actually have to come up with your own model of what that is and how it works, and then it's got to so it, so so that's tough. But um, but it's also it's not really been that their gravity doesn't really hold up. Like their 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 model doesn't hold up. It's just the assertion that this is what it is because of the fact that we know things fall down to the ground. That they you know that that's that's when it comes right down to it, it's the Neil deGrasse Tyson proof. That's that's all they can really stand on. Yeah, that there's up and down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you proved it. There is up and down. What, to me is, what causes yeah. up and down? No, well, well, what got me is uh, you know it's they always show astronauts in space. Only show a quarter of the Earth, but never show the whole Earth. You know, if there's a Hubble out there, why not just turn that thing around and face it and face it the other way? Zoom in on a city huh. or something. You know, well, it's funny even yeah, the way the, the Hubble city, works. Zoom in on the crack of my ass because you know crazy. I'm sure you can see that. Yeah. It's like I don't wrestle with the fact that like saying that because in their model gravity is really it's only going to work on balls. It's only going to work in a spherical kind of universe. Right. You know that they that they think it is. So. You can't have gravity. Their gravity doesn't exist on a flat Earth, and our gravity doesn't really exist on their Earth. You know what I mean? So that, that's yeah. I mean, that's I don't the, even not, say the word gravity. You know, I it's just not say a sticking density, point buoyancy, for me. mass, electromagnetism. It's tough you know, to stuff makes more sense. It's kind of just tough to cross that 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 gap with with people that are that want to stick with gravity because they think that anything that falls down is proof of everything spinning around itself on a, on a wall. That seems like too far, but that's. A lot of people's proofs uh, that, that might argue against flat Earth. I think a lot a lot of people that are uh, for the the ball maybe aren't even that um, 
uh, truthful to themselves and why they think that. Yes. I think ninety, if they were just to be truthful, probably ninety percent of them would say because because I think the moon is a ball. That's what they yeah, probably they look would up, say. They see the sun as a circle. This, you know, they see I mean, do you see the sun? They, I see the sun as just like it's bright as hell. Yeah, it could be right? flat. Yeah. It could be circular. I have no idea. No. And right? the moon is weird because we only see that one face facing us at all we times. We see that kind so of distortion. Yeah, interesting. And how does that work yeah. when I'm I mean, in New York? Be spinning, but the, yeah, the, the I'm in New York. Nathaniel's in California. We're both looking at the at the moon, and we see exactly the same percentage. It should be mm-hmm. so, a little bit of a degree where he sees a little more to one side or the other, but. No, no matter where anyone is, that is the only amount of the moon you see. Very weird. I think at different locations you see it like upside well, down rotate, here. Yes, yeah, yeah. It'll ro- that was, cool. was interesting when I saw it when I was but in. Um, I, I David think it Weiss did a very good yeah. thing on that. He I said, "Stand under a ceiling fan, put your disc on one blade, stand under, look at it, then rotate it, and now it's upside down." Because one of the theories is that these objects are circling around us. So and that makes sense. Yeah, crazy stuff. The, yeah. Wow. Are our other planets flat, or just the Earth? Or I don't know that they're planets or just something that's up there because lights in the sky. Yeah, we were doing it last night. Were you able to take a picture or no? Yeah, we were zooming in at that. You, you know, you ever see those stars that that that, that, that changes like colors and bright, like a, like a sparkle? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were zooming in on it last night. Little star. Yeah. Yeah, I zoomed it in there last night. Couldn't take a picture, but once once, once you go click without a <laughs> tripod, it's, it's blurry. I tried to get a picture. So we were, Paul was in my we way. We were talking to somebody yesterday, and they were saying that they thought that uh, the sun and the moon orbit the Earth. Hovers. Or hover, yeah, or hovers. They said orbit, I think, but but that that's what they were yeah, saying. Yeah, it could be an orbit. But they were saying that everything else orbits like all the other planets because they did say there were other planets and it sounds like you guys might not think that exactly there might not be other planets but there are other celestial bodies that orbit the sun is that how you guys see it too I'm not sure no I see it like and I hate to say it but like in the bible they they say there is a hard barrier above us there's a hard barrier above us and that there is no space all these stars and planets and stuff are not that they're just lights that are above us in the sky that's that's one theory which I kind of lean to I mean as a kid always I've always looked up and it's always looked like a ceiling not infinite space you know and then there's like I said these images that they take because it would be parallax we would see parallax if it were right absolutely Lee did the math, a friend of mine, he did, actually did the math on, I forget which is the closest star, and he said in the last 5,000 years, because of, okay, with all, because they've been using star charts for navigation for thousands of years, and he said, he actually did the math, and he said we should at least see some parallax, I forgot the percentage, with that star, so and over those five, parallax, parallax is like, like you see the mountains out there, yeah. and you see this tree right here next to you, okay. as you're driving this way, the mountain's going to be moving real slow, but that tree will whiz past you because it's oh, closer sure. to you. Yeah. So that's parallax. That's that difference between the distance and what's close to you. As you're moving, the position is changing, so it's going to look a little different. Okay. And what he's saying is the star constellation should not be exactly the same after 5,000 years even. Yeah, these that these like little bits should move. Digging into flat earth. You, know, you don't even think about parallax and things like that. 
Never heard of it. Yeah. We are all going on the back, globe, you know, when you're on the globe. Learning the science it. and then taking it apart and trying to understand what they taught us and finding out that there's errors. And and it's not just me, it's everybody. They're all doing it. Everybody does it on their own. They're looking. We do compare notes. I mean we get together, you know, all all the time and talk. But everybody's doing their own thing, researching it, and when we come across that thing like parallax, okay, now everybody look at that, figure it out yourself. Yeah, we don't tell people to follow yes. what we say. We, we tell people, hey, look into it for yourself. You know, absolutely. So just to make sure I understand about parallax, are you saying that the stars have maintained like the same relative position in the sky to each for other, all time? to our perspective from Earth over all this time, and what these guys that are saying that are way smarter than me are saying that shouldn't occur we should have seen parallax even in 5,000 years so, so if you see star trails or if, if you're pointing towards Polaris you'll see all the other stars just follow a basically a circle of, like a perfect circle around that and that doesn't really show the, the nature of what our orbit should be if we are spinning or and moving at the same time because if we're spinning or and also, so we're spinning and I'm running right now. We're going at 66,000. Yeah. Yeah, you're close. You can't hear like a thousand miles I'm sorry. I'm walk, walking away. But just trying to illustrate. So I'm moving in two different axes, right? I'm also moving on a tertiary axis that the entire sun is moving. So I'm like wobbling another axis. I can't even, I can't even pretend to do that. So um, the sciences we have. When we, when we try to put all those together, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem to come into the same respect as what we actually observe. So we wonder where's the incongruency lie there? How how can something on the outside track that takes the same amount of time as the inside track of like a star trail has got to be moving cre- incredible speeds to maintain what is in there? And the fact that these are all at different planes of depth too, away from us that even complicates it further we shouldn't observe it as something so simple when it's really something way more complex we should observe a much more complex star trail than we do see i can't explain all star trails why they work but that's got at a certain point that doesn't debunk it it's just like that is what it is and we have to understand why it presents itself that way just understand what nature's trying to say unless what people said that used to wear wigs you know, some powdered wig guys, you know, from uh, 1700s. We don't need to necessarily say that they, that why are we less intel- able, able to understand these things? We have all these other bits of information to avail ourselves with over hundreds of years of like incredible advancement with technology. You know, if we can just like kind of set it straight again, we're trying to like come to order, I guess, as far as what we, what we see as proof, what is provable, how can somebody prove something to themselves? I mean, the, the standard questions of any kind of scientific observation since, like, I don't know, the Hindus were doing it when they first started the atom, you know? And so how, how this idea of a concept just travels and mutates through time. So the Greeks had a different concept of what the atom was. Uh, the English then after that, had Sir Isaac Newton had a different idea. He didn't call them atoms, he called them corpuscles. It sounds crazy if I was trying to say, if I was trying to describe the world in terms of corpuscles today... I would kind of get laughed at, right? It's kind of antiquated. So I think people apply their own ideas to it over time to fit a certain uh, overall agenda, right? Like a, 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 we're looking for... A, it, when science makes reality seems cra- crazy, then it upsets the whole social order. It upsets the order of what religions are. It upsets all this kind of stuff. So science has to kind of walk in step with all these other things. It can't be so far out there that it imbalances everything. So that's that's knowledge, you know? That's just how it's how it's got to be 
kind of gradually arrived at. So I think we're in the process of trying to gradually update, you know, come to a 2.0 of this kind of understanding uh, for ourselves and, and not have not having had that information to be deemed to us from like a university per se, you know, that, that we can do our own peer uh, review, you know, of our work and say like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. How, how does it make sense in the grand scale and how do all these things kind of work together? Because we, in like Western science and as far as the mechanistic approach of it, we break it down to one feature. So we say we're just studying expansion and compression. We're studying vacuums or we're just studying temperature or we're just studying electromagnetics or we're just, you know what I mean? So we, we pigeonhole it into such a small box that we really don't understand the interrelatedness of all these different physical sciences that are occurring at the same time to create these effects. So they work with each other. So that's that's difficulty in trying to come to, I think what we're trying to come to is a our own kind of version of what science is um, that, that is factual, provable, testable, repeatable, and observable. And it doesn't require a, a huge narrative in terms of like trying to you know, echo things that are like maybe in the Bible or necessarily echo things that are in like any other text, you know, that we just, we see them and we try to understand how they're working. A lot like Nikola Tesla kind of did, just understand nature for what it's doing. Because we don't, man doesn't really make technology. You know, only tech, the tech, master technologist here is nature. And so we just try to, if we just try to stick with understanding that, we'll get somewhere. And uh, yeah. At this point, do you feel like a sort of biblical understanding is foundational to the way you understand flat earth theory, or do you feel like they're kind of independent? Because it sounds like you're saying that, you know, over time you want to get to the point where it, it meets all those same criteria as are sort of used for other sciences. Do you feel like it's there now, or do you feel like it, it sort of needs a biblical foundation to, to make full sense? I don't think it needs biblical you know, validation or anything like that. Hmm. That's that's an interesting question. Because doesn't need it, but it has it. And, and then, so then what, it, and what about all the other it's religions? It's like circumstantial yeah. evidence. Is that how you say it? Like a lot of ancient cultures all had this sim- similar beliefs as the Bible regarding a flat Earth. You know, right. so there's a lot the of different cultures, not just you know. Right, right, like, right. Like the Vedics had their own, the Indians had their own, um, you know, understanding of, the, of a cosmogony, how things work. Uh, the Egyptians had their own. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has his own, right? So there, there are diff- different paradigms to understand what is essentially the same observable evidences. And whether we uh, proclaim that there are stellar bodies that are like burning balls of gas, or if there's another mechanism by which they're lit, we know that they have to be accounted for. So. Uh, yeah, I think there's just different ways to understand it. And as far as basing it on a biblical thing, I think a lot of different information is held in, like, old writings, um, not just the Bible. So, like, you take any kind of comparative religions, which I've actually kind of almost had to do by virtue of talking to flat earthers. I've been speaking to flat earthers for over 800 days uh, on, online, like, uh, groups and communities that, that, that dwell in, in YouTube and other uh, little uh parts of the internet, the uh, the dark corners, if you will, uh, kind of congregating, looking for like minds. So this is part of our, I guess, in a way, this this parallels like what you could call this like Christian fellowship. You could call it like peer review. You could call it like just having a great time, having friends. I mean, I think there's a big crossover there. But we do we need to be able to speak to each other and say like, oh, poke each other and say like, oh, you're a normal, you're a normal person just like me, and you have questions just like me, and we're just just like me you're you're in a confused world that doesn't really have everything um uh in the right lines i mean so that's 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 that yeah Yeah. oh and back to the star trails it's four 
four independent movements that they tell us that we're rotating, we're going around the sun, we're following the sun, and we're all expanding from the galactic center. And we only see that one movement that he talked about is the rotation of the Earth and nothing else. That's it. Why? Like you said, those star trails should be all over the place. doesn't make sense. And... And I definitely can verify, because I've been sitting on my back porch for the last 12 years drinking coffee, and I can tell you, at 9 o'clock uh, you know, in the fall, October, November, Orion is always right there, every year. So if you go out on, let's say, July 1st at 10 o'clock and look at the stars where they are, the next year at July 1st at 10 o'clock, they'll be exactly in the same spot. How can that be possible with all those movements, no parallax, nothing? That's a big one. It's hanging me up. <laughs> that, and again, back to the formula, the eight inches per mile. And there's a guy here, Paul. He's a scientist, engineer, and he was showing me, I, beyond me, but he was showing me the formula. He gave me the sheet where you plug in whatever diameter you want. You know, we're 24,901 miles. But you can plug in anything, and it'll give you that same formula where it could be, I don't know what they are, let's say, if it's 35,000, it might be 9.1 inches per mile squared, I don't know. But that formula, he said, that is calculable, you can do it. So he proves that their formula is correct for the size they tell us this planet is. We can't see that. I, I was visiting him in... We went up into St. Augustine, and six miles away was the oldest um, lighthouse. And it's water. It's ocean. And with the calculation, I should at least have the bottom six feet of it cut off where I can't see it because I'm at sea level. I could see past it down into the parking lot. You know, there's things like that. Um, Ship captains. One of them is one's here. He tells me from 50-something miles out, he can still see the city. And he's like, I shouldn't be able to see that with that formula. It should be obscured by the curvature of the earth. And that's what he was talking about with bendy water and flat. We call it bendy water work. Well, we have a lot of inside jokes. And until you start hanging out with us, you don't get it. But there's things like that because water always finds its level. And every ship's captain will tell you it's level. It's, they don't, you don't see curvature. You know, it's, and, and I guess to me, that could mean that maybe it's much, 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 much bigger. But even then, back to, they're lying to us. So, everything. Root of everything. Damn so, lies. I don't know if he asked this already. I had to go get a coffee, but... Yeah, um, I'm going to get one, too. Yeah. <laughs> you bring back for everybody? Yeah. Good. You, oh, you should have brought, like, six of them. should, yeah. <laughs> um, Two sips fast. The, yeah, yeah. pop-off give, right? Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> So I heard earlier you guys, was, you guys were saying that gravity is kind of something that you've had to reconfigure for yourselves or, yeah, or, or like try to understand it, works, it yeah. a little bit differently. So like what what is holding us to the earth or why do things fall then in in your worldview? Interesting. If, if it's not like heavier than the air around Einstein it. And gravity. What's heavy falls, what light floats. Yeah. I think, yeah. But like I think why? What, what density, that? mass. I think that's the initial that causes up and down. I don't know what creates the... Because I think it's two how forces. how came across the concept of gravity, you know? Right. Newton said in his, in his Principia, assuming the Earth is a, a ball shape, assuming then we have to assume that 
there's a force from the center driving everything, holding on all the water to the spinning water ball. You know, so Newton said that right. in his Principia. I was like, I read. I actually, when I heard about that book, I actually looked Got it up it. and I actually read through it. And it said, assuming he didn't say because the Earth is definitely a, a globe. It was basically a book full of theories and you know, and then making mathematical equations to fit to that theory. Right. And so, basically, before we had gravity, they did buoyancy, density experiments, experiments with mass, things like that. So we got to basically just throw it out and just say, hey, what did we have before gravity? We had buoyancy experiments. Boats float on water. Why did they do that? You know, different masses right. go down. Well, air, our atmosphere is a fluid. You know, it's, it's not as thick as water, but it is a fluid. So you still have to consider that. I think he's right 100% with densities, you know. If it's more dense, you go down. If it's less dense, you go up. But I, me personally, I think there's another what causes that up and down still. Even though there's density, why you know why is it this way? Why why don't we float up? But, so I think there's something else. I don't know what. I don't think it's what they say because I don't believe we're on a ball yeah, anymore. Yeah, it probably has to do with like electromagnetics. Yeah, yeah. Or, you, know, you know, there might be more to magnetism than we know. Stuff coming from the we center don't. of the Earth, like the North Pole area. You know how the compasses all point to the North Pole. You know things like that, like um, that magnetism, magnetic force coming from the center and going all the way to Antarctica and yeah. circulating. You know. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What up? Didn't I thought Carlos just went to go give you the key? So. Oh, yeah, he just went in the front door. <laughs> oh, man. It, at least it's been a, a big party. That's a plus. Because we talk all year, and, you know, I mean, a lot of the presenters aren't giving us much more new stuff than we hear from them all year long. It's more we're just making our physical connections and stuff. Like, Where do you guys connect? Uh, we do uh, YouTube chats. We do Google Hangouts, Skype. And, oh, okay. You know, we're always we talking got to each other. Meetups too. Meetups. Meetups. A lot of, the, a lot of, I'm shocked. A lot of people all over the place do a lot of meetups. So, and just simple. Hey, we're gonna meet at this bar and hang out and talk and get to know each other. You know, and I like that. There's such a diversity. I'm learning other things. I mean, yes, I think flat Earth is probably the top of the list here, but. We all still live here together, and we all still need to survive, and I'm learning so many other things. <laughs> I mean, financial things. We have people who are financial experts, people who are doctors, like her medical field, telling uh, dental people telling us about, I never knew, I never thought. Some of the fillings, the materials they use are so unhealthy and cause cancer and other kinds of neurological issues, and they don't tell you that. They don't even tell you that you have a choice. You know, it costs a little more, and of course, they charge you more for the stuff that is safe. But you know, you're, we're learning about things like that. I love that. You know, that there's such a diversity. Same thing with vaccines. Like, you know, there are certain safer vaccines. Me, I'm, I'm, I try to stay away as much as possible, and you know, I'm anti-vaccine. But I tell people, hey, if you're gonna get it, ask for the safer one. Ask for the one without the mercury inside, or without, you know. There's ways to get it without aluminum inside that's going to give you Alzheimer's and things like that. It yeah, costs and, a little more and, and it's it a little harder to get. Because a lot of the stuff, but, like he just said, yeah. they always put it out. If you re- research and look in the media and things, there's always information of them telling us that this shit is bad for you. Mm-hmm. But then it goes they by a few insert, years. They tell you on like then TV. a few years later, it's in a product or something and 
it's never talked about again. But they told you 15 you years ago. You got to be careful sometimes when you're taking your child to the doctor because mm. they can label you as a person of, of interest. You know, oh yeah, well, you hear all these stories that you know they're taking away your kids because you don't vaccinate them. Right. But all you have to do is just know your knowledge. Just say, hey, no, she's fine. You know, I know she hasn't has a cold. Her her immune system is about ninety five percent because that's where it needs to be. You have to do your homework. Yeah, Once it drops to seventy five percent, that's when you start getting sick. Don't trust uh, us. Colds, don't trust your doctor either. Nose, you know, do your own throat, research and go with what you feel. You know? Listen to what the doctors say, but also do your own research. Because you got to put your health in your own hands. You know, you can't put, you can't okay. give it to we somebody else. Just, you can't leave it to somebody else. Oh, we're thinking about This is what you learn here mm-hmm. when you get together like that. Yeah. Skeptical people with open minds and open hearts, and you know, just want to share what we got with people. You know, we get rejected a lot. You know, by giving them information they don't want to hear. But right, right. That's what it's all about, just spreading the wisdom, spreading the knowledge, or spreading the things the way we see it, you know, and being open to hearing other people's views. Every, like, 10 seconds, there's, like, someone entering and leaving do you have any other questions? Or? Oh, hi, um, sorry. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> like, either, yeah, like so, either to do yeah, an interview so. or, like, just uh, see you guys in the like, You got the doctor suit, too? Yes. We, 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 all, we all have our lab coats. You got one, too? Yeah. Nice. So what's your, what's your you sense for sort of organizations like NASA or NOAA? Um, and the, oh, the part of the, the culture and the, the no, world that sort okay of relies on... No, I'm okay with just reporting data. Okay. You know, I understand they're... Their government, but they're just reporting the data that they're given. So I don't think there's anything nefarious going on there. I think NASA absolutely is a scam. You know, and and, you know, people say, "Oh, it's impossible." There's so much staff, so many people involved. There's no way you could hide it. BS. You can compartmentalize the crap out of something, and nobody knows what anybody's doing. I work for insurance, and. They don't tell us things till the last second. And you know it took them six, seven months to prepare for it. So they knew. They could have let us know so we can implement the stuff or be prepared for it. But it's like, nope, here you go. Starting tomorrow, you got to do it this way. What the hell? So I think it's very easy. You know, military. The guys, they don't know what. They just do what they're told. They just do what they're told. But I think at the very, very top, they have to know something. You know, I mean, hell, who who ran NASA? Uh, Ex-Nazi major, SS major, Werner von Braun. Do you come here and then all of a sudden you forget your ideology? You're no longer a Nazi because I came to America? I, I don't know, maybe. But that's something, especially if you're in the SS, it's not just because you're a regular cool dude. You, you're part of this. Maybe because he's a scientist, I don't know. But they were in charge of it. What did they? What did they know? What did they know before they got here? So, so what happens when a rocket launches? Like you can go out to a launch site and watch a rocket launch. What, yeah. what happens I've to that rocket? Seen them. Seen them. Yep. I absolutely I went out of my way to make sure I was there with my son for the last space shuttle launch. I mean, we went through hell to make sure we were there. That's how much we we're into space and stuff. And it's so true. It just curves out, goes over the ocean. They have found, actually Karen found an article, it was a scuba diving article, mm-hmm. about, they found a place out in the Atlantic Ocean, these divers, and they're like, huh, they call it the rocket graveyard. There's all these NASA pieces of equipment there. 
And they're like, where'd this stuff come from? Satellites that was supposed to be launched. Yeah, all this stuff that they found. And Rockets. You can go there, but you have to have, like, 19 different permits and all this <laughs> stuff because they reported this, and now you can't go there without them that going like there, Without them that allowing like you to Antarctica, go there. Trying to visit so Antarctica. why would they hide that? Why, you know, again, it's not proof. You know, I understand circumstantial evidence is circumstantial, but at what point is there enough that you should investigate? You know, I mean, there's... So, like, but what happens to the actual rocket? They, like, when, they, they when just, it launches, fake. where does it go? They just launch it into the water, uh, and that's it. A lot of people say the Indian Ocean. The Indian Ocean is a popular place, they say. What people that were in it? Like, where... There aren't any people in it. There aren't people That's what we don't necessarily trust, either. You know, and it was... And, again, there's some stuff out there that is very... I wouldn't say fringe, but you're like, what? What's the cost for a launch? I don't know, like, millions and millions. Millions and millions. Right? But they make, but they make 52, fifty-two million dollars a day. A day is their budget. Tax money on taxes. Their budget is fifty-two a million so dollars out a, a year. day. So that's just a matter. Uh, uh, and you know, and I don't think that's right because I, I think show. it's more. That's all it is. It's I was listening to give us the idea that they're actually going to space, which they're actually not. Did you ever listen to JFK's speech? That famous one where he yeah. says, "We're going." If, have you ever listened to the whole speech? Yes, I He said then that he was going to have NASA and they were going to have a $50 billion budget. And hmm. 60-whatever, 2, 61, whatever, he said that. I didn't know that. So I don't know that it's even that. I think it's more. You know, I mean, there's always... There's always people behind this, you know, money being moved around and like I love the line from Independence Day you don't really think that they spent a thousand dollars on a toilet seat or a hammer that's how you hide money and move money around you know you say oh yeah we bought these hundred hammers at a thousand a piece they cost two dollars a piece and the rest of the money went in somebody's pocket or went to grease the wheels or something so I think it might be more than that you know they and all they ever just even the footage you know, why do they, why can't they show complete things? Like, even a launch, there's always these edits, and then it goes to something that looks fake. And, and even, I've gone to friends who are not flat earthers or anything to do with this, and just showed them different videos and asked them, does this look real or fake? And they're like, oh, that looks totally fake. And I'm like, really? Because that's the official NASA footage. And they're like, what? Crazy. A lot, you know, things like that. Tesla, did you see they launched a car into space? So many issues with that. When it launches, again, some of it's circumstantial. Like when it launches, they're showing the inside, the cars inside the the rocket. They show a little outside. Then there's this crazy edit, a flash, and they show the Earth, and then come back, and now the canopy's gone, and the car is there. So they didn't even show that part. They did from any angle. As it's going, this is supposed to be live footage. As it's going, because it, we were watching it, everybody was watching it, there was a glitch, and it showed the car back inside the thing with some TV cameras, some sensors around it, and then it then went back to it being in front of the Earth. And this was a live feed, so there's some hinky stuff there. Then I look at the car. I'm a car guy. The temperatures that they're talking up there, 2,000 degrees, you know, on one side in the sun and then below, you know, 500 degrees below zero in the shade. Actually, I think it's 250 and 250, so it's a 500 degree range of temperature. So when the sun is hitting you, it's 250 degrees Fahrenheit. When the 
when the backside the shadow it's 250 degrees below uh, zero Fahrenheit so that range of 500 degrees how many times have you gone out in the winter turn the heat on and cracked your windshield and the glass in that thing is still perfect the plastics the materials they're I'm a fireman too they don't they're not made the rubber on the tire and set at 700 degrees will ignite so there's all these things that are not going that, that car's not showing too, blow up. <laughs> you know I mean well the tires that's one thing too and I don't know if they took the valves out of those tires he mm. said it's the same exact car that he was driving and they gave he gave it to them they put it in space but the space shuttle you can look this up <laughs> the space shuttle tires are 305 pounds of pressure in the front tires 310 pounds of pressure in the rear tires they fold up into the into the shuttle and it goes into space when you look it up those tire uh, the wheel wells the compartments where the tires go they're not pressurized or sealed so they're open to the vacuum of space how do the tires not explode because and that's a crazy thing a whole other thing you gotta look at like Dan was saying all these different things that could be temperature vacuum that they all work together and you have to look at vacuum it's a powerful powerful force those tires would explode there's a I don't know who found it. There's a video online. It took a tanker car, you know, like a train tanker car that carries, I don't know, 500,000 gallons of milk or something. They hooked up a vacuum line to it, and and the experts will tell you they cannot duplicate the vacuum of space. It's too, too much. We can't do it on Earth. They use these big vacuum pumps. Uh, one of the guys had a vacuum specialist on, and he was explaining how it takes several stages to get to that lower vacuum. So they get, they show the, they put the vacuum to this tanker, and he takes the valve like that, and the whole tanker just crushes like a Dixie cup. And you know, I mean, and then they say that a tire can hold air in the vacuum space. You can't put a balloon in a vacuum chamber and you know suck the air out and not have the balloon expand and pop. It doesn't yeah, like work. Mark Sargent, you know, you heard of Mark Sargent. He has a challenge. Uh, he's like one of the big, big flat Earth guys from Flat Earth Clues. Um, he has a challenge. Uh, put me in an astronaut suit well, in a yeah. vacuum cha- chamber, an official NASA astronaut suit in a vacuum changer, ch- uh, chamber, yeah. and they won't do it. You know, they won't do it because well, it'll kill them. That's so, one of our hang-ups. The vacuum space. Can't find. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, it's fine. I mean, no, 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 it's her. So earlier you were talking about like you wanted to see some changes happen. You want like the truth to be told and, and to put out to the community. Right. Like, what's a big social change that you want to happen? As a result of the social change of, of flat Earth becoming like a part of I, our society, I would like like what's a to, social change you'd like to see? I'd like people to be able to just talk to each other about anything and not be ridiculed. You know, oh really? So you, you think dogs are the smartest animal? Okay, cool, whatever. That's your thing. I, I think that for me would be the most mm. amazing social thing of it because yeah, get rid of the group for thing. years yeah, you know we didn't talk to anybody I mean I I, I, I didn't think I, it was a year before I told my dad that I'm looking at this stuff you know you didn't do that now it's getting a little better where people aren't they're like really and you know we present a couple logical things hey look at this for yourself I don't believe anything I tell you look it up yourself and don't just do five minutes watch two crappy videos and think you researched Go to their websites. Go to their things. Go to NASA itself. The NASA.gov, they have, there's a picture. The rover is right here, right? The astronaut's there. You see all the footprints from the astronaut walking around. There are no footprints between the front and the rear tire. 
and you've driven in snow before, you know that the front tires leave a track. So there's a track between the two tires. And that official NASA image that they show us, there's no tracks. So that implies it was put there. Why? Why would you do that? My friend says he's a military guy and he goes, well, you know, national security, they may have had things that they, you couldn't see and they don't want you. What do you mean, national security? I'm a national. I live here. I'm American. Why don't I get to know what's going on affecting us? You know, so I don't think that's really a, a, a valid reason to have fake stuff, fake images. Would there be like any infrastructural changes or government changes or anything like that? Like, is there any is there any like big change that's know. on the horizon? Maybe our taxes would be reduced. Saying, you know? Yeah. But is there any big change that's like fifty three million a day is pretty expensive. This, you know. After this is known that you expect to see like I don't know what like. I just don't know what it might be. No, I got so, you. See, like, for me... Different ways of doing no, things, different honestly, ways of yeah, making planes well, or, or, right. or I boats just don't or have, something like yeah, that. I don't have enough faith in people. So are you because, saying how, how will it change our lives? Yeah, well, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, like, like if, if this stuff is, is, is taken into the community, you know, other than just like right. being more open to talk about it and stuff like that, which right. I totally get. Right. You know, you want to be able to express yourself... Um, and hopefully you feel like you can. I mean, I, oh, I, I do. I, mean, I, I, I don't care. I'll talk to anybody. It doesn't you don't like it? Whatever. We'll walk away. You, we'll shake hands. We'll walk away, and we're good. But like, uh, yeah, like what kind of like? That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. When I said social change, I also meant kind of like what, what kind of things are we going to see that are going to be different in our communities? Well, is, is this going to change the way we think about? It's funny because air some, travel, some, or is it going to change say that, like that? Or that I don't know. they look at the religious angle, all of a sudden now they they feel one hundred percent verified that somebody or something is watching us that maybe that'll change people's attitudes because if you feel like there's somebody watching you uh, looking over your shoulder maybe you won't steal that guy's camera from their car or something like that i don't know i mean i i i like our structure i like the idea of democracy but you know you can't blame the system 100 percent humans are predictable you know, you have egos, you have greed, you know, you have, I, I don't even know what the word is, but I know that unfortunately everyone here <laughs> may have family, but to me, my family comes first. Sure. You know, I would do my damnedest to save yours too, but mine come first. And it's that, you know, that's always going to be in there and the ego, so it's hard. I, I, you were, you were I wish say it could something. be. I don't mean to, yeah, no, you no. were going to say something, I just want to give you a chance to speak. Oh, man. I'm sorry, I got no, we, got, we were talking about like it. the change and, the, and like the got. infrastructural change, or maybe the societal it. change that'll come. And he was talking about maybe God will people will believe that there's somebody watching you and that you'll be more held. Oh yes, yeah. so I would say like, like if everyone knew that the Earth was flat and not round, there would be too many questions. Is that why can I go here? Why can I go here? People are going to want to scatter away from this enclosed system that they're keeping us in. Explore more. Okay. We so, want to explore more. Like, so, yeah, so you're saying like... like in the Renaissance era, uh, time, the 1600s, 15, 1600s, everyone oh. just wanted just to explore. Yeah, like in the Truman Show, you know, he, he said that the teachers tell him, oh, everything's already been discovered, there's nothing else to see, you know, and having that knowledge that, hey, maybe there are more lands beyond Antarctica, Maybe there's something that hide, they're hiding from us at a certain area, yeah. uh, places that we can still explore. So you're thinking that 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 with this knowledge was absorbed, then maybe people would start to try to push past the ice wall. Is that what you're saying? The Antarctic yeah, yeah, ice wall, yeah. yes. and, and try to the find human, other places human, and explore more. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, that, uh, like, that you know, discovery. What are we paying taxes for? The this, discovery. This, this place we're living in. When that's 
there's more and more to explore out there. Yeah, and science tells, oh, we figured everything out. No need to look into stuff. No need to research. You know, we, we got everything under control. Yeah, they don't teach our know. children how to learn. They just teach them how to th- what to think, and that's it. They don't yeah, teach them how to what think. What to think, not you know, how like to think. My son, I tell him all the time, they're just your teachers. Mm-hmm. They're not 100% you know, factual, or there may not be factual. There may be errors. You still have to research yeah, yourself. We're all human, you know. We you could know, all and, be wrong. And I tell him, because he, he was getting a little stressed about school, and I said, not for nothing, but this is the easiest thing. You memorize it, regurgitate it for the test, mm-hmm. and then you forget about it. I can't remember half the shit I had to learn Pass? in high school. Right this way. You know, that's all it is. Don't ask questions. Just spit it out, Keep done, on. okay, move through the system, be a good little soldier, don't ask questions, move on. And that's it. And I don't want him to do that. I want him to use his brain. He's a brilliant kid. I mean, he, he I say it all the time, he's the smartest knucklehead I've ever met. <laughs> he is so, so brilliant. But then it's like simple things like, hey, uh, where's the peanut butter and jelly? So I can make, you know, stuff like that. You know, it, but, yeah, they don't teach them how to learn or how to think. I mean, or to think. Critically think. You know, so I have kind of a probing question. So if, if I could show you a piece of evidence that would solidify to you that the earth was a sphere not, I'm not saying I can but I I'm saying I was going to say please because no, no, I would I'm, love to it's just a probing stop. question yeah, I'm so not saying I can I'm just yeah. saying if I could would that change your mind absolutely oh yeah absolutely absolutely I just because like I, I say it all the time I can only go be 99.99% flat earther because mm-hmm. I can't prove it one way or the other oh, I'm okay. looking at the data the information I'm getting and I'm leaning one way yeah, that it's, it's flat. Two theories. There's all, this, all the yeah. science so, and stuff. So at this time, your level of confidence is like 99.9% that it's flat. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there. I, that is not a I, ball. It's not yeah. what they tell us. And I okay. still look for, I, I mean, every flat. time. I'm, I'm but still, if I could show you that yes. it was a sphere. Yeah, you can prove it to you 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Maybe not absolutely. just one picture, but you have to, you know. No, like if I if I show you compelling that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I showed something you some compelling possible, evidence, repeatable, right. then you, know, you would then you do. would sure helplessly sure if we could expl- if if you could explain why the stars work the way they do because I never get I don't get answers from anyone that, that tells me I'm an idiot because I'm looking at this they say NASA that's not an answer why how explain please you know I mean and NASA in Hebrew means to deceive I, I think the one thing that we, we that we all agree that we all can agree on is. If NASA can place all cameras pointing up, then that, that, that'll be a game changer. What do you mean by that? They can, the cameras. If they can put a camera pointing up when they shoot their rockets pointing up. Oh, okay. To, to show us where they're going. Okay. Show us how from point A to point B to the, to the uh, space shuttle, space right. station, which you know, I don't believe that's mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, show us. That's some, all they have to do. Show us some, show us. some live feeds. Show us some live feeds. Oh, so, like right? the the, the feeds that they do claim to have, like mm-hmm. the stuff from the space station. Yes, or it's crazy because the they say we have orbiter. A, yes, or the guys who do Globusters. The they started. That's not real. That's all fake. That's all yeah. CGI. Okay. When you uh, the guys that do Globusters, that's what they started doing was just streaming twenty four hour live feed and going through it and critiquing it. They never once went past ninety minutes. And it, that's oh no no I'm sorry 45 minutes and it's supposed to be a 90 minute loop that the space yeah, station goes around. They never go more than 45 minutes. They always say oh there's something with satellites or this. There's no connection here. What do you mean you don't have a 360 degree connection? We have satellites all over the world. So there's that. Um, 
They were looking at things where it was allegedly flying over where their location was here in Denver. The space station? Yeah. yeah. And Bob was saying uh, it's clear, perfect blue skies, but where they're showing underneath them is all stormy and clouds covering everything. Huh. You know, so, so they were finding things like that. So like in the night sky, in a, in a clear night sky, uh, they claim that you can see the little pinpoint... It, there's lights up there. The there's something moving. moving across pretty quickly. Yeah, Absolutely. my theory is like is a high-altitude solar-paneled plane. No that's idea. my that's my theory on it. That's my best. My best. Plan. So it's like a plane, high altitude, or something. Could be. I have like no drone, idea what like it is. Like a drone, like a solar-powered drone. Type they have of a lot thing. of floating blimps up there. You can't yeah, see because they camouflages. Can't really see. They, that's like the shark. You know, like the shark. Yeah, yeah. Like it's light on the bottom, right. dark on the top, or Absolutely. maybe the yeah. other way around. Same concept. They yeah. do that. They did. There was a video <laughs> footage from Brazil. A satellite came down. It was on a balloon. It, it was a satellite, mm-hmm. but it was on a balloon. The balloon popped. There was another gentleman. He wrote in a letter. I couldn't verify if it was real or not, but he had said he worked for. Uh, I think it was the Air Force. He was in a s- squadron that they were. All their task was was to go and collect these balloons when they were coming down. They weren't told what they were. He says they looked like what they show you are satellites, but if the balloon was coming down wherever we were, we had to go and catch it before it hit the ground. So we don't, I don't, again, I don't know if that's true or not, but it kind of leans towards the sort. And did you know NASA's the number one purchaser of helium in the United States of America? Why? Really? They don't burn it. Yeah, they don't burn it. They don't use it for anything that we know of. Yeah, like, I know, then, like a lot of talk about Elon Musk balloons. stuff <laughs> seem to be so, using uh, helium. A lot a of Elon Musk. Like, so the the flat Earth model is it's and forgive me for saying this, but it's like a pizza, right? Like what? No, it's got, I'm kidding. It's I'm got kidding. like the ice. Yeah, it's like uh, a pizza. Yeah. 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 The crust is the yeah, ice wall holding in all the cheese. Correct. And then the sun moves around in a circle. And the and the moon moves around in a circle Correct. above Similar. it. Yes, right? and the seasons are caused by it changing the diameter of the loop. When it's summertime, it's closer to the center in a smaller loop. Thus, we have more sun over us. So it, notices it a not only angle. spins around, but it kind of goes and then, in a, in, yes, in, like in a, a spiral. spiral pattern. And then okay. towards the winter, it's more towards the outside. We're getting less sunlight in the center, so it's colder. What causes that? Don't know. But that's Electro, the theory yeah, for seasons. Electromagnetism. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you're on the planet... If, right. if it's flat right. and the sun's over here, how come you can't see it? How come there's a night? There's this a perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yes. Well, if, it, if it was yes. flat, wouldn't you be able to see it? That was one of the problems yes. I had yes. when see, I was looking at lamppost. You're not going to see the sun yes. at night. A good experience. That lamppost, you won't be able to see it from miles away. You know, that one lamppost. You can raise that sun back out of the ocean. Yeah, it's perspective. perspective. Because it's farther away and. They talked. They, the they said it, it's the law of it. just like a flashlight. Oh my God! Put a flashlight on. I was going to say law of average. So go around it. It's going to take its light with it. So right, that, but that's what's light called. light is not oh, infinite. You can't see it forever. But, but we don't it, see the sun just getting smaller and smaller no. as the day goes on, right? We see it set across the horizon. It does. There, the there's video when you watch it on the horizon as it's going away. It's getting smaller. Not just getting dimmer. It's getting smaller. But the reason it looks big during the sunset. It's because of the magnification of the atmosphere. You know, they, they were talking about that at the density, conference yesterday yeah. too. The light, yeah, the, like the, the, the air density a, a magnifies it. That's, that's that always had me like. I was always wondering about that, like how does it work? How come the sun looks bigger when it's 
down there and smaller so as you go ones farther up there. away. You know, that's the magnification of the atmosphere. The, what, what was the thing with the light? What is that law called again? Show the light, and other parts show the light. Do you guys have well, an explanation? Well, there's a law of, refraction? of light. Was that refraction? As you move away from it, you double the distance. You half the amount of half. You get half the amount of light. No, but I mean, like you know, when you see the right, part but, of the moon, the sliver. Right. Do, do they have an explanation, or do you guys have an explanation? Well, there's only eight phases of the moon. Well, you only see and the shadow bits of it. That's but, a whole nother thing because we don't think it has anything to do with like a battery. Recharges it's itself. The yeah, there's a lot. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to answer questions that we don't know. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. It's like it's its I, I own light. What the it's its own light. It doesn't I, have I know anything to do with it. I like, learned it in school and all that stuff. Right. But like, it, from a flat Earth like perspective, what is it that's happening to the moon when you see it? It's a full moon. Mm. It's a whole moon where you don't really see right. it at all. I think where there's yeah. slivers of it that it you see crazy. and don't see. But I, aware of the temperature. I don't think it has anything to do with any reflection okay. from the sun. That it's that the light from the moon is its own light from the moon. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with the sun. And the reason I'm convinced now, because I wasn't, was I did that experiment where if you take a thermometer, you know, regular yeah, IR you thermometer, and you go out in moonlight. The objects that are in the moonlight are colder than the objects that are in the, in the shade. And people say, oh, well, that's because it was outside and this and that. And I said, well, what I did was I used my railing. It was in the sun all day long, the whole entire railing. Then it went tonight. The moon came up. And because of where the house is, it causes shadow on half of the railing. I went with my thermometer on a full moon in May or whatever it was. I think it might have been June. And I got a seven-degree difference the stuff that the side that was in the moonlight was seven degrees colder so i'm convinced now that it's not has anything to do with the sun and then the shade because like my brother says well what causes the 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 thing the the shadow on the moon he goes that's the earth i said how can that possibly be if the sun is here the moon is here and the earth is here because we're on the earth and we're looking at the moon and we're looking at the sun we're not between it. It's impossible to physically cause a shadow. So that's not it. You know, so I, I'm convinced it's its own thing. You know, we never see the backside, which... So is, is it kind of essentially, we, we don't really know exactly why the moon is shadowed or seems to be shadowed sometimes. Right. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, but we, we know it's know. not the Earth's... It's eight phases. We don't think it's, it's the sun the moon right. would have, like, the moon no, it can't practice shadow because of the physical location. When you see it, just yesterday... Or the day before yeah, when we were at... Yeah, but they at, want to... Like, during eclipses, they say it's the Earth's shadow. But not during the moon. And, and that's another weird thing. Holy crap. I heard that China want, wanted to install their own moon mm. to give light tonight. So, it's out there. It's out there. The article is out there. So, why would you want to install your own moon? Uh, so, there's a video that a lot of guys... A lot of people haven't seen. I don't really know how to get on YouTube. I can do all that, but... Uh, Korean, the Winter Olympics, whenever they were like having open ceremonies and they brought out the firmament and all this, yeah. trying to see the American announcers explain how really? Korea's Koreans believe differently. And they brought out the giants and you no, know, I didn't know that. yeah, yeah, so that's some real good information. If, if somebody wants to go pull up the opening of the Winter Olympics in Korea this year, cool, real interesting. I want to watch that for sure. And I've, got a, I've got where they made the moon in, in Flagstaff, Arizona, one film. Really? I'm going to make it. They're making like the 15 minute landing? video, huh? For the moon landing? Or no, but they're making the and moon. Some other companies making uh, artificial sun. So, so you're saying they made the moon in. It's an exact replica. Flagstaff? A replica of the moon. Oh, they're making I've got 1% battery. Okay. Uh, no, they did it in 68. 
Oh, I found the people that made it to where they did where they where they filmed it. I found the film of them making it where they brought in the different dirts and fertilizer bombs and put the bombs down and made all these different craters, different sizes, and you can lay the the two maps on top of each other and they exactly match. Oh, I see what you're saying. So across the street, the surface. Yeah. So across the street is Meteor Crater, where they charge thirty dollars a person to see a crater. Ten miles across the street, they got an exact replica of the moon, and they think people need to ride ATVs and motorcycles on it. And this is like a Mount Rushmore project. And, you know, 10 miles away is where they discovered Pluto. I've recently found the people that made the moon rover. They think that they made the practice moon rover. Nice. Uh, and, uh, Very nice. Yeah. I met a guy. It was weird. I had to write an estimate on his car. And we're talking. And something went over. And we we're like, holy crap, what's that? And I was like, I don't know, a UFO. And he goes, oh, yeah, I believe in that stuff. He's telling me he's like 75. He goes, I used to work for NASA. He goes, I was one of the guys building the limb. He goes, I almost got fired. And I was like, what, what happened? He said, well, I was a dumb kid. You know, I don't listen. And they said they had a cordoned off where you don't walk through that area because it's very um, fragile. And I was like, fragile? The, the limb? Does not have to take the forces of space and vacuum and meteorites and all this stuff? And um, at the time, I never made the connection. But he said he was walking through, he tripped, and put his foot through the limb, put a hole in it. I said, like I said, at that time, I didn't make the connection. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. He goes, yeah, I was a dumb kid, and that was it, and then we moved on. But then I started thinking about it. How could he put his foot through it? Through what? Through the limb, the actual limb. Through the lunar module. Yeah. Did he work? He said he worked at NASA as a kid. This guy I met him, he was like 80 years old. Right. Yeah. And like I said, it, I never made the connection until now, and that was 10, 12 years ago. Where are you guys from? I'm from New York. What's up, James? Nice to meet you. Mark. I'm Mark. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I didn't Carlos. meet you. Carlos. What was your name? Chauncey. Chauncey? What's up, brother? It's always usually the reverse. I'm like debating like eight, nine people. Mm. No, no, we're not. It's debating. no debate. He's, it's not he's asking questions, asking which cool I think questions. is awesome. Yeah. Right, right. It's awesome. There's no debate. Yeah. So, so, question: Have you ever watched the? Moon? Oh man, that's. Oh, oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you ever watched the moon set across the horizon? The moon set coming the moon down, like go down across the horizon. No. From not, no, not from my house. I can't. I have too many trees. Like I see the big moon sometimes. You know, like when it's uh, that I, yeah, I can see through the trees really when it's coming up and it looks so huge. Yeah. That I've seen. Yeah, that I so see cool. through the trees. I'm like, what the? Because you look yeah. at the moon and then when you, you look what away, is going you look on? again. It's gone. Yeah. My wife, who is not into any of this stuff, she's an investigator. She's very straight, and we were sitting talking. I was on the back porch. I'm looking at her. And we're talking, and she goes, what the fuck? And I'm like, what? She goes, the moon just appeared out of nowhere. I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you sure it wasn't coming up behind the trees or something? Because I had just walked up to the back of the house, looked up, because I'm always looking at the sky now. Always. Always. And I didn't see yeah, any moon. I'm at a lot more than I used Made to. the turn, facing my house, talking to her, and we're talking for a couple seconds, and she says that. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, no, it just literally just appeared. I don't know. People maybe see weird cloud, things. Maybe a cloud was blocking. So no, you, it wasn't. It was you just know, a living at some seven thousand feet elevation, going from from Phoenix to Flagstaff. You know, you feel the difference in the heat and the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. And the moon looks like it's like right there. You, you know, know, it looks like it's right there in the daytime. That's you see it right weird. there. Because I came in from New York, and when I got here, it was crazy hot, and we were standing out back, and it felt like the sun was just blazing on me like it was a July sun. Yeah. It was cold out, you know, the air you could feel, right. it, but it was blazing on like a, like it was a July sun. Right. Come and, up. and I said, is that 5,000 feet make a difference for real? 93 million miles? Right, right. 
absolutely. How about when you're on the tarmac, and Karen even saw this, when you're on the tarmac and you look up and there's the moon, then you get up to 35,000 feet and now the moon's over here? How does that happen? Yeah. That angle, it's too far. I don't get it. So, so going back to the question of the setting moon, if, I guess with the flat earth model, would you expect the moon to sort of just get What are you guys small? doing? Lunch. Lunch? All right. Would Sorry. you expect the moon to get smaller as it approaches the horizon until it disappeared? Yeah, it should do the same as perspective. I don't know if uh, if David has any footage of that. I, I watch a lot that, of... We got the, the magnification of the atmosphere. You know? Yeah, you get, definitely get some of that. Like, technically, Rob, it should. Rob shows that. Uh, being on the water because the moisture, you have more moisture in the air and like each droplet of it's like a magnifying glass. So that changes things or can affect it. You know, it's funny because people always say, oh, well, that's the only reason you can see certain things is perspective, um, uh, the because of the atmosphere. But it can't be on every condition, you know, hot, dry, cold, moist, whatever. I mean, they, they always say it's that. But there's too many things that you can see too far. You know, I, like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I can't. And regardless so, if it's beyond the curve, if you're looking at 100 miles, from every vantage point I've ever looked at, all buildings have always stayed at 90 degrees. So if you're looking yeah, 50 miles too. away, buildings should be like, drop, you know, right. they should be doing this right. from every direction, falling off from every direction. So if you, if you saw the moon set across the horizon and it sort of came down, and instead of just getting smaller, you could actually see it sort of being clipped. Um, well, would, would that No, because your perspective, there's a focal point, and then it's just beyond that. Your eye can't even see it. Does that's a, why. Like, does the moon move slower than the sun? It does. It moves a lot slower, doesn't it? Yeah. And that, so in the daytime, it's like and that's a weird thing. It goes around like, like that, I believe. You know, right. Yeah, and that's not consistent either because they say it takes 28 days for the moon to rotate around the Earth. The Earth is still spinning 1,000 miles an hour, but it takes 28 days to go from, let's say, 12 o'clock position all the way around back to 12 o'clock. So to see it drop into the horizon would be kind of hard because it's going so it's, slow. It's consistent. Hey it's consistent in the sense that at 8, 8, let's say 8 a.m. I see the moon here. The very next day at 8 a.m. I should see the moon here. The next day at 8 a.m. I should see the moon here. And so on, because it takes 28 days to go around. We're, it's spinning independently of, and it's not. It doesn't do that. I don't know how they predict, but they can, you know, they predict where it's going to be, the position, but it's, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do... Like, they give us two bits of information, you know, and they don't coincide with each other, and that's frustrating. Yeah. So I guess I'm trying to get it, you know, what pieces of evidence would be enough um, to maybe be compelling for you that maybe the moon isn't just sort of getting farther away, but it's actually setting across the horizon. And so I'm wondering if you saw it actually sort of dip below the horizon. Saw with the technology we have, if we just got some live camera footage consistent without edits without you can it's hard to see but we have people who are video experts the one guy um, Russian vids and another gentleman and a couple other people that I talked to come from media and doing this stuff and and splicing and they're like no this is a cut here this is a cut here this is an edit here you know I would like to see it a consistent with, with both sides together because they tried that National Geographic went out to and I don't I don't think the lake experiments are, are 100% but they went out to a lake in California and the, the earth the flat earth has heard about it so they went to just observe and they weren't being honest 
they did an experiment where they were on one shore and they had balloons on the other shore and they were going to raise them up and then if they could see them at a certain height it would indicate that they were behind the curve because you wouldn't see the shore but the flat earthers who were standing there with them with their cameras say alright I could see them filling the balloons up and they're like what, what are you talking about you can't see that like, what are you talking about I could see them right here <laughs> I, he's like I could see them right there they're filling the balloons up and they're like no you can't you can't see them until they're 30 feet in the air so they weren't being honest, you know, so it's hard, but, like you said. But for me, that would do it. Okay, because, so, yeah, it's, it's a challenge when it comes to video footage, but the moon is something that anyone can go outside right. and observe, right? Right. And so it may be well, used. And what I was saying about CITRH, David Weiss, he's talking at 2. If you go, you might want to catch him, he's good. He uh, took his 4K drone, and he got it up. I, I forgot how high it was. I think it was maybe 60 feet, and it was... Uh, and it goes certain conditions you can really get a good clear shot of it has to be colder so it's less moisture in the air and stuff and he filmed the sun going off into the distance and it gets smaller smaller as it goes farther away and it gets dimmer like how about this this is a question that bugs me Go if you're ever on the east coast catch a sunrise at the ocean and when it comes up you'll see the little bit of glow and then you'll see the sun come up it's 93 million miles away. It should light up the entire horizon. It doesn't. It's like a pencil beam, just a little bit of light coming across the water. That doesn't make sense, at least to me. You know, and I tell people, look at it, and then they look at it, and they're like, yeah, you're right. That doesn't make sense. It's 93 million miles away. It's way out there. It should light up everything. It shouldn't just be a little pinpoint. And then, like I said yesterday, they did a thing on light and how as it gets farther away, it gets dimmer. And the point they were making, they were addressing stars, that they say these stars are trillions of light years away, we should not be able to see that light at all. Even if you say, oh, well, that's from, you know, 100 million years ago, we should never be able to see that light because it diminishes over distance. And that's a physical law that they were showing. It was interesting. That, that's a good one. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah let's do a little, uh, little rhyme for the podcast. Yeah. A little flat earth rhyme. You got a rhyme? All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm sorry, bro, but there's no way to go. Our system's closed. Earth is in the globe. And space is fake. It isn't a place. I promise I don't have syphilis of the brain. I'm just no longer the guy who smiles and high fives you. Now I remind you that you've been lied to your entire life, dude. While that might sound rude, I'm just trying to guide you to research and find truth. NASA's tricking us all. Gravity isn't a law. Your TV's been lying too. You can't stick to a ball. Star Wars and Star Trek stay stuck in your head, shaping your imagination and common sense. Remember, planes flying straight lines. Water lies in straight lines don't horizon lines form horizontal straight lines no matter how high it's never occurred observe it for yourself look into flat earth nice all right all right that was good ah, thank all you right. dude. thanks bro yeah, man. nice smiley chris <laughs> cool cool right. well thanks for chatting man oh man it's good talking to you good talking to you guys nice nice ask questions you know I, I tell people, I'm not that way. And-
Be honest to yourself and ask yourself, how do I know I'm on a ball? Start there. Maps destroyed. And look at it now as an adult. And not just being told what it is. You're not the smart person. You have to learn it. You know what you know. I mean, they even look in the And I also tell people, who do you write to or was a cop or was I like the way you were headed. You missed out, though. Yeah, yeah, I was, I wanted to hear And not that that's proof, but that conviction helps you to at least be honest with yourself. All right. Let's look at it. Oh, are you? Oh, I was just talking to you. I'm sorry. I can stop if you want. Oh, no, whatever. All right, so you got the plans to the bank? All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat, though. I'll see you guys. All right, I'll peace. see you in there. All right, yeah, 2 o'clock, I'm going yeah. in there. We're going to walk. Thanks again. Actually, you yeah. want to walk across the street now? I'd like to get my cigars. Yeah, see you in there. We'll take a walk. Is it a long walk? It's over right over there. Don't forget. All right, well, if you ever wondered what it was like to hang out with a bunch of crazy people and get deep into what it is that they believe and why, there you have it. There was an hour and 15 minutes of us just hanging out with the fellas and listening to just the ignorance fly through the room like monkeys flinging poo. I really do appreciate those guys. I know I'm making fun of them, but they were nice enough to be candid with us and to not be as suspicious as I'm sure they were of us, or at least not to act like they were suspicious of us. But interestingly, uh, these are your QAnon types. These, uh, what I saw uh, something on YouTube talking about, well, what happened to all the Flat Earth folks? And turns out they all went over to QAnon. But you can hear, if you're listening to QAnon and, and the conspiracy theory types, that you can hear uh, most of the same language. They're all focused on the Bible, because uh, that's where crazy starts and ends in most cases. And they're all trying to figure out this crazy world, right? Listen to how much confusion there is spun in, in this little knitting circle that we find ourselves in at the Flat Earth Conference. Listen to how uncomfortable everybody is with just what's happening and how suspicious they are of their, you know, their uh, their formal education and Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and all, their, all of their enemies in the real world, you know, all, all of their thinker enemies. I'll tell you, walking away from this meeting, from this little knitting circle, I felt sort of deflated and hopeless. And I don't want you to think that. I don't want you to feel so hopeless. It's important to have a honest and realistic view and perspective of where we're at and where we're trying to go. And if these are the lowest common denominator, if these are the dumbest of the dumb, right? If these are the folks that we are going to have to carry along, kicking and screaming into modernity. We need to understand exactly who they are and, and, and why they think the way they do and what we're going to do to enlighten them, to, to bring them from their infantile understanding of reality into the modern era. They all talk about worshiping ancient societies, essentially. They're saying, you know, well, how do we know that those folks back, you know, from the 1700s or the 1400s or even before that, prehistory, how do we know 
know that they didn't know more than us. Sounds sort of intriguing when you think about, oh, well, maybe they did have some information that we don't have, like they knew more about plants, like which ones to eat and which ones not to eat, so on and so on, right? But the ancients didn't have hardly any information in comparison to what we have. We very clearly know more than they do. Any eighth grader is going to be able to tell you more information about reality than any person from ancient society. So sure, they might have known which plants kill you if you eat them, but we don't need to know that now. And we probably won't need to know that ever again. We've graduated past that. That's that's one of the benefits of modernity is we're no longer in the food chain in the same way that we were in the past. And hopefully, if we don't lose the earth to these morons, we won't have to be again. <sighs> so, like I said, this this is more for perspective. It was just a hang session with, you know, your crazy uncle or whatever. This is what it, this is the QAnon cult. This is, uh, you know, the kind of crazy you can expect. And so, steeping yourself in it for a little while, understanding more about it in that way, hopefully you took away something where you, you can now combat it, or at the very least, you understand who we're dealing dealing with. I think I think a lot of people, a lot of actual intelligent people, smart people don't even think that these people are possible. They don't even think that this is a real thing. And 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 maybe back in 2018 when when I did this interview, maybe that was more of the consensus, but if you watch, you know, mainstream TV now, all the late shows talk about QAnon. Everybody's starting to see just how insane the other side is. Just the the right-wing fundamentalist Christian Christian, Republican, psychos. We're all really starting to wake up and go, wait a minute. They're, not only are they, they think the earth is flat, but they're willing to, to march on the Capitol and put, you know, Democrats in zip ties. It's really, it, it should be really alarming. Now, I have a discussion coming up about guns, and my view on guns has changed over the past few years, and I'm going to get into some real in-depth discussions about guns in season three of Ear Seduction, but I just wanted to plant my flag here while you're listening. At, at some point, at, and I don't know what point this is, but I want, it, I want to open up lines of discussion, and again, if you want to contact me, it's earseductionpodcast at gmail.com. But I'm trying to figure out where the parameters are for when we actually start worrying, seriously worrying about people like this. Because it seems to me that these folks graduated to QAnon, which then graduated to the insurrection that we saw in January. They mean business. They have weapons. And they keep saying they're going to use them. What should we be doing as folks that don't want to be taken over by flat earth folks? (laughs) Now, I get into that discussion a little later. I just wanted to plant that seed now. What should we be doing? Should we be arming ourselves? Should we be taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes? Should we be focusing on education and not really paying too much attention to these folks? What what should we be doing? Because I can tell you what they're doing, and we're going to get into what they're doing in in the oncoming shows. So I just wanted to lay that out for you. I'm going to be teeing it up for you again, and we're going to talk more about it here on Ear Seduction. Do stay tuned. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.